is the Imperfect Dad MD podcast where I'm helping dads like myself embrace their parenting imperfections and rediscover what it means to be a dad in the 21st century. This is the Imperfect Dad MD podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel. I am a board certified pediatrician husband and father of two boys, and this podcast is intended to help dads like myself embrace their imperfections, just as the introduction mentioned. Um, And one of the hard parts is is when you're not a dad yet, or if you're a new dad, you may not know what those imperfections are yet. And there's a reason for that. The role of dad has changed, and I think we all have seen that and known that with our generation. Being a dad now is a lot different from when our parents were dads and when their parents were dads, and if you listen to my last interview, I actually got to interview my dad, and in that episode, you really get to see how, from his point of view, that role of dad has changed, and how it's gone from almost a completely hands-off approach to a much more hands-on approach, and when you get that, and you get that change in um, the role of a father figure, it's hard to know where to go for help. There's not a lot of guidebooks out there. There's not a lot of people who have done it before, before you, that are there to help you and your family, possibly. You know, a lot of times in the past, you would see where mom would deliver a baby, or you'd have a baby, and then their mom would come in to help, and they help with things like breastfeeding and all that kind of stuff, but you don't have, a lot of times, that role for someone with the dad to help them. So, the point of today's episode is to really look at how that role of dad has changed and how maybe that first year of life for your child is going to really affect things at home. So I've been getting a lot of requests from people to maybe talk about um, how to take care of the new baby or the newborn in the first year of life. And that's a big topic. There is a lot of things to cover with that. That would probably take a long time and probably bore you most of it. So uh, the other thing with that is there are a lot of resources out there for how to take care of your kid in that first year of life. I mean, there's a lot of books and a lot of uh, other maybe blogs, podcasts, things like that too on it, but there's not as many out there to help that with that father role and what the heck are we supposed to do with this new wiggly thing we call a baby. And so Today's episode is really geared towards helping those dads kind of determine what what's your purpose, what's your role um, with this new life that you brought into the world. Now, with that said, that does not mean that this episode is not meant for other people to listen to. If you're a future mom, current mom, just had a baby mom, and you want to listen in, I, I promise you'll get some stuff out of this, just like dads will. If you are planning to adopt... Um, there are going to be some tidbits in here too. Even if your child that you're adopting is not a newborn, there's still a lot of that mindset practices that we got to do when our routines at home have changed. And so that's a big thing. Or let's say you're in a same-sex relationship and you guys are adopting or, or, or having a baby in a different way. Just because you don't maybe have a dad in the role does not mean that you can't take tips from this podcast and apply it to your specific situation. Because like I've said, we're all different. We all have different circumstances and different situations. And everybody at home has a different role. Maybe you're working. Maybe, you know, one spouse is working, one is staying home, both spouses working. Maybe you're a single parent, and that makes things hard too. But out of all those different changes, we can find a little bit of similarities. And I'm hopeful that with this podcast, I'm not just helping the dads out there, but helping everybody in, in one way or another. So let's get to it. 
So congratulations. You just found out you're pregnant. You're having a baby. You're, you were adopting, and, and you just found out the good news that you're getting a baby on your way. That's wonderful news. It also means everything's about to change. So if you're a dad out there and you've gotten this news recently, or if you just had the baby, you know that things are, are going to change pretty quickly. And it's important to really recognize that and accept it. It's very easy for us to want to stay in our set routines of life. Now, what are those routines? It's I wake up at a certain time. I do certain things in the morning to get ready for either work or for the day. I go do what I do during the day. I come home. I work out. I watch a show. I take my time cooking dinner. I do this. I do that. I go to bed at a certain time. And those are the routines you've probably been doing for a long time. And just like any routine, it's really hard to change those. But it's going to happen. And no matter how much you fight it, it's going to happen because you're going to bring a new person into your house. And with a new person in your house, a new routine occurs. And that's going to be a change for sleep, a change for feeding, a change for what you can and can't do in your free time. And that's okay. And it's really important to recognize that and accept it because in most cases, we made this decision to have this child. And in that sense, it's really important to recognize that, hey, I got it. I got to change some routines and I'm okay with that. Because if you don't accept that, if you don't decide, hey, I'm okay with doing this, you're going to fight it. And I've seen it. I've seen parents who who weren't prepared and no offense to them or, or no you know judgment on them, but they were not prepared for the changes that came along with the kid. And you can see it when they come in for their follow-up just a couple of days after going home or at their two-week appointment. They are not just mentally drained or physically drained, but emotionally drained. Because I think sometimes our bodies and our brains just really want to hold on to what we're used to. And that just that isn't going to be the case here. And that's okay. So, step one, if you haven't already gone through this process in your mind, say, all right, things are going to change, and I'm just going to have to roll with it, and that's all right. So that's step one. The big thing I think with dads, too, is we tend to take on this fixer role. And if you listen to my podcast with Justin Prince, uh, the interview podcast I did, he talked about that as well in there, and I, I think we can all kind of agree that dads try to be more of the fixer than in many cases we probably should be. The hard part with when you have a baby, we can't fix everything, and we want to try to be the one in charge of making things better, and we can't always do that, especially by ourselves. You know, when you bring a new life into this world, it, it took a team to make that happen, and then it's going to take a team to continue it, so don't feel like you have to fix everything on your own. Do it as a team. Make a plan together and figure out how you're going to approach different situations. So after you've had that team meeting and the baby's coming, it's time to get ready. So you guys are heading off to the hospital or or however you plan on doing your delivery and baby's born. Wonderful. Baby's there crying. Everybody's happy. Everybody's sad. It's it's a great thing. Um, Make sure you know how comfortable you are with uh, seeing all that goes into delivery. Some dads are not ready for it. And and many times the people in the room, like the doctors and the nurses, are taking care of the dads more than they are the moms because they're getting ready to pass out. So make sure you know your limits. And if you need to sit down, make sure you sit down. You know, it's interesting when you think about our parents and parents before them, especially dads were not allowed in the delivery room. They had to wait outside. They couldn't be in the room. And, And you maybe got to see the baby initially when it got rolled off to the newborn nursery. But you were not there. Now we are. And we're a big part of that, especially if you choose to be. And so make sure you know what you can and can't handle. 
And if you don't know, just, just be ready for it. And if you've never fainted in your life, and you come to find that on that day when your child's born, you feel a little dizzy, a little woozy, and you faint, and don't feel bad about it. You're not the first one to do it. You won't be the last. But just, just be prepared for that. So after the baby's born, one of the first things that's going to happen is it's going to want to eat. And for you and, and for mom, it's the decision for feeding is completely up to you guys. There's breastfeeding, there's formula feeding, there's pumping. There, there's a lot of stuff you guys can choose to do. What I stress to new parents is to make sure it's your choice. There are a lot of opinions out there. There are a lot of mommy groups on Facebook or wherever um, that are very strong in pushing feedings one way or the other. Now, I'm not saying anything bad against them. I have nothing against promoting breastfeeding and, and how great it is and those kind of things. But I want to make sure the choice you make is the choice you want. Because if you make a choice based on the pressures of other people and what they say, it's not going to be something you enjoy. And every time I see parents in the office, especially new babies, I always say, you need to be able to enjoy this. Because if you're not enjoying it, it's just increasing the stress, which is making things worse for everybody. So as a dad, if you guys choose to breastfeed... There's not a whole lot you can do to help with that. Um, now, you can't feed the child with that, but you can be supportive. No matter how many people tell you breastfeeding is easy, it is not easy. And people can argue with me about that, but it's not. I've seen so many new families and new parents. I'm going to tell you right now it's not. And the reason why is there's a lot that goes into that. Now, are there those parents in, that start breastfeeding right away and the baby latches on perfectly and they have zero problems? Yes, absolutely. And for those people, God bless you. you you're doing wonderful and that's, that's wonderful, but that does not happen to everybody. The last time I looked at the numbers, it's somewhere around 40% of new moms struggle with breastfeeding. 40%. So that's almost half. Now, that could be issues with getting the baby to latch. It could be issues with um, milk, breast milk production. It can be all kinds of different things. So I don't want you, and I definitely don't want your, your wife or significant other to beat themselves up if they're struggling with breastfeeding. That is totally normal. So do not let that cause more stress for you because it's not worth it and it's just going to make things harder. Now, if you guys choose to do pumping, if you try to use formula, that's obviously different different things you can do there. You can help with feedings to give mom a break, let her rest, let her sleep. Um, you guys can switch back and forth. There's going to be a lot of bottle washing to do, which is a team effort there too. So make sure you guys are ready for that and prepared. Um, but luckily with that, you can do a little bit more. But again, even if you guys are strictly breastfeeding, there's still things you can do. And a lot of that is going to be more of that emotional support for mom. So make sure you're there for that. Now, as I talked about it, baby comes home, your routine's going to change. And the biggest thing that's going to change is your sleep. So it's possible maybe you were getting seven, eight, nine hours of sleep before baby came in a row. And, and now it's going to be a lot less. Babies feed a lot. It's like every two, three hours. So get ready for those nighttime awakenings. And that's totally normal. And it's going to be your choice on how you handle that. Are you going to be stressed and frustrated every time the baby wakes you up and get angry about it? Or are you going to say, oh, okay, they're hungry again, time to feed them, this is normal, and I'm going to move on. 
it's interesting how little sleep you really need to function on a day. Now, not forever, but for a set amount of time, if you have to do it, you can make yourself do it. But if you act and think frustrated about the lack of sleep you're getting, you're just setting yourself up for failure. So you're going to be tired. Mom's going to be tired. Give each other breaks. Let each other rest. Find a way to work together as a team to do this. So now that we have sleep figured out, we got feeding figured out, the big thing is going to be just interact with your kid. And sometimes it's not easy to do that, especially with a baby, because they sleep a lot. So when you're awake, baby might be sleeping, and that's okay. But as they get older, there's going to be a lot of interactions you can do with them, and make sure you're doing it. Um, Your doctor for your child will talk about things like tummy time and all that stuff, so I'm not going to get into that because a lot of these things um, are personal decisions you're going to make with your specific pediatrician. And so I don't um, want you to feel like I'm giving you set medical advice on this because, again, this is just education. This isn't specifically medical advice, but one of the things that all of us pediatricians agree with is to make sure to interact with your kid. You know, kids learn a lot in their first year of life. And that specific development does not occur without interaction. It doesn't just magically occur on a set day and a set time and all of a sudden their brain opens up and says, hey, I can walk now. It takes practice. And so does every little thing that they do. And so make sure you're interacting with them. There are going to be times that you feel like you, you got to get stuff done, and that's okay. You can totally do that. Don't, don't feel like this is going to completely dominate your entire day, your whole 24 hours. You still have to make time for yourself, make time for the things that need to get done around the house. But don't just solely focus on yourself as well. And I think most of you are going to know that by now. If, if you've already planned on having any kids, you know that's not going to be the case. But make sure that... Um, you recognize those interactions that are needed. And that's going to be talking. It's going to be interacting. It's going to be singing songs, reading books, playing little games. You know, one thing I I tend to get focused on too is what toys are you using with your kids? And just personally, I am a fan of the boring, no batteries included types of toys. And the reason is, is those types of toys require play. They require imagination. They require you to do something. When you're buying lots of toys for babies and they require batteries and there's lights and there's songs and there's sounds and there's movement, all that baby's learning is they just have to stare at this thing and it entertains them. They don't have to do anything. Sounds familiar, right? Kind of like us watching TV kids playing video games, watching videos online. You don't have to do anything for that, right? With our babies, we want to make sure that they develop, and we want to make sure to develop as well as they can, because even though they learn a lot, they only have a set amount of time to learn these things. As they get older, the brain is not as pliable as it was when they were younger. So I always just recommend when you're looking at toys, get something that requires you to do something. And try to avoid all the shiny new objects and entertainments and technology and that kind of stuff. Now, as your baby gets older, eventually at some point you will introduce solids. And that is something you will discuss with your pediatrician. So I'm not going to give you set plans or set ages or anything like that on when you're supposed to do that. Just know that there is a lot of opinions on this. And there are a lot of ways to do it. 
People talk about baby little weaning. People talk about starting with things like rice cereal or oatmeal. People talk about just jumping in the fruits and veggies. There's a lot of ways to do this. And a lot of it's going to be based on your culture. A lot of it's going to be based on probably how your parents did it. Um, but you also need to see what your doctor recommends as well and, and work together as a team. You know, earlier in the podcast, I talked about you and, and your spouse or significant other being a team in this in this process with your baby, with your with your kid. And remember that your child's physician is also a part of that team. They are there to answer questions. They're there to help you kind of come up with what you guys all think is the best solution. And so make sure if you're not sure what to do or which route to go, talk to them because I guarantee you they're going to have either a new perspective that you haven't heard, or they're going to know other patients that have tried different things that maybe you never thought of. And it's going to really help you there. So make sure you talk to them. Now you're going to have friends, you're going to have family members, they're going to have opinions on this in terms of feeding or, or whatever. And, and it's okay to listen. Does not mean you have to do. Um, and if you get some advice and it just doesn't seem right, make sure you ask your doctor about that as well. Because, uh, some things that were done in our parents' age and, and their parents' age is not stuff we do anymore, so you want to pay attention to that. Now, as your child gets older in this first year of life, like I said before, there's a lot of learning and a lot of changes in a short amount of time. And every time you go in to see your physician, there's going to be new questions about development in terms of rolling and crawling and sitting and standing and walking and talking and all kinds of stuff that you're going to get sick of the questions. Just warning you now, there's going to be a lot of questions before you even get to see your physician. And that's just standard practice, just making sure kids are developing the right way. And with those new developments in terms of... Um, what your child can do. There's going to be a lot of new joys with that. There's going to a lot of, be a lot of new fun things to be able to do with your kid. But with every age, there's brand new things to stress out about as well. Uh, it could be teething. It could be the kid's more gassy. It could be that they're not feeding as well. That could be having problems with poop and who knows what it is. But just know that every new age is going to have something new to get excited about, but also something new to get frustrated about. And I want to challenge you now to start with that mindset of, okay, I know this is going to be it. You know, there's no situation where any baby or any parent is perfect. And I have to just recognize that things are not always going to go the way I planned. And if you've gotten to this point so far and your kid's older and they're getting to that six, nine, 12 month period, you will have learned already by now that nothing goes as planned with your kid. But the important thing is to make the decision now, if you are planning on having a child or you've already got a newborn Make sure your mindset is set that I recognize there's going to be good days. I recognize there's going to be bad days and I'm going to focus more on those good days. Because if you focus more on those positive times, as I've mentioned before, it's going to really help your brain stay positive. It's going to help your interactions with your child stay positive. And we know as physicians that the more positivity our kids are exposed to early in life, the healthier their brains are the healthier their development is and the healthier their psychology is really as they get older. There are some things that we talk about in medicine called toxic stress and and negative stress. And a lot of that has to do with um, really negative behaviors towards our kids over a long period of time. Now I'm not talking about scolding your kid for being bad or something like that. That's, that's okay. You can scold your kid if they need to be at times, but I am talking about, um, always acting angry, always acting frustrated, always telling them they're doing a terrible job when they're older. Constant negativity 
causes the brain of the child to stay in a negative state, which can actually affect how certain locations in the brain develop and grow and change and act over time. So um, I'm not going to get into toxic stress more than just that right now. I'll probably talk about that at a later date. But just recognize that you're going to have your good days, you're going to have your bad days, and try to just really focus on that positivity. Now, I'm saying this, I'm not perfect at doing this. You can ask anybody who knows me as a dad. I have my good days and I have my bad days. And my bad days are not always um, in sync with how my kids' days going. So recognize you're going to fail, recognize they're going to fail, and just stick with it. So that's the information I have really for new dads, new parents out there um, to just basically get started. Again, that was not everything you need to know to take care of your newborn. There are a lot of things to cover. And I didn't cover the main specifics like how much should your kid eat and how many ounces at this age and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And and there's a reason for that. Every kid's different. Every kid is going to eat and act in slightly different ways. So you need to work with your physician, your pediatrician on your child in terms of what the right route is for them. But recognize also that there's a lot of ways to do things. And so just because I'm telling you something does not mean it's going to be the best way to do it for you, but it's hopefully some helpful advice. And again, if you're not a dad out there, if you're a mom or, or someone else, I, I hope you got some some help out of this topic as well. And if there's other things you guys want me to cover, just let me know. You can send me an email. I'm at imperfectdadmd at gmail.com. Uh, you can leave a comment on the website at www.imperfectdadmd.com as well. If you haven't subscribed yet to the show, make sure you do. You'll be notified when I have another show popping up here. Usually it's every Wednesday. And if you're getting something helpful out of these shows, make sure you leave a review. Again, if you guys leave a review and it's on Apple Podcasts or whatever you use and it's five-star review, it, it ranks the show higher so that other people can hear this message. And hopefully we can help as many dads and help as many parents out there as possible. So remember to embrace the imperfection and I'll see you next time. My dad, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, is a pediatrician, father, and husband. The information provided in this podcast is not meant to be medical advice and is for your education and entertainment only.